Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about cuboid pain with running after flat foot surgery. Now, before we get started in this episode, I just wanted to tell you I have something that you might find really useful. I created this thing called the three-day fast track. And if you have an overtraining injury and you're trying to get back to running, you really have to do a couple of things to recover and get back to running as quickly as possible. You need to figure out how bad the injury is. You need to figure out how to assess whether or not you can really get back to running and move to the next level of running intensity without making the injury worse. And that's all the stuff that I teach you in the free three-day fast track challenge. So you can sign up. It's going to be on the website uh, and in the show notes under this episode. You can also sign up by going to docontherun.com slash fast track, and you can register for free there. So go check it out. Now, Let's play the intro and we'll get into this episode. So the big question is this, how are runners like us who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness and keep preparing for the next race and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. Now look, you've got to have frequent follow-up and seeing your doctor once a month is not frequent follow-up. Now, I do live coaching calls with course members and recovering runners who are staying strong, starting to run again and ramping up for the next event without getting re-injured. Now, today's episode comes from a recent group coaching call for recovering runners. All of the runners on these calls have been injured and they're getting back to running. And today's call will help you understand several things. Even if you don't have cuboid pain, even if you didn't have flat foot surgery, this will help you think about your pain differently and help you look for opportunities to maintain your running specific strength as you continue to recover from your overtraining injury. So let's go ahead and listen into the call. Um, my name is Jesse, and I had a surgery in November on my ankle um, to replace my posterior tibial tendon. Uh-huh. Um, it was completely damaged, and so I got a new tendon grafted on, and then my heel bone was shifted over, and then also I had my calf lengthened and the whole works. <laughs> okay, so it sounds so, like you probably had, so basically you had posterior tibial tendon problems, uh, yeah. you have flat feet? Um, well, apparently I didn't think they were that bad, but yeah. it was just, yeah. Okay. So, so, so what you described to me sounds like a combination of three procedures. That's pretty common for somebody that has posterior tibial tendon weakness, damage, tears, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, so, uh, one of them is called a Kidner procedure where we actually detach the posterior tibial tendon, drill a hole in the navicular bone and kind of reinsert it in a place that provides more leverage. And then it uh-huh. uh, sounds like you also had a thing called a, a calcaneal uh, osteotomy or calcaneal yes. slide procedure. Yes. Where, yeah, so yeah. it sounds dramatic, but what we do is we basically cut the heel bone in two pieces and then we take the bottom piece the, uh, that's under your foot toward the ground and mm-hmm. slide it over a little bit to shift and supinate your foot to hold it in a corrected position, which makes you stand in a way that immediately relieves a lot of the tension and stress and work that the posterior tibial tendon has to do. And it also sounds like you had a thing called a gastroc recession where we actually make an incision kind of halfway up your leg on the inside of the leg and um, Mm -hmm. release part of the the gastroc, you know, the big 
muscular attachment to the Achilles tendon and leave the soleus part intact. So it actually reduces a lot of stress and strain that could pull those repairs apart. Because when you have flat feet, you get a tight Achilles tendons and those tight Achilles tendons oftentimes can actually literally rip the surgical repair apart because there's so much force on it. So so back, so let's see, so about uh, seven months ago uh, is when you November. had the surgery? Yeah, yeah. And I, I recovered really well and I actually got back into running about um, March or so. Mm-hmm. But I was um, having, my tendon felt great. Like the whole inside of my ankle felt great. Um, but I've been having some pain or sensation on the outside of my foot, like around the cuboid bone. Mm-hmm. So I got back into running. I kind of had to stop. I got, then I got back in again and I was up to like five miles every other day. Um, but then, and it kept like, it was getting better, kept feeling better. But then I, um, about four weeks ago, it just was like, Oh no, it doesn't feel good. And so I stopped, um, I haven't run for four weeks. I just tested it out this morning, ran a couple minutes. I still feel that kind of weird pain, like around my cuboid bone. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, everything else feels great. Um, it's a lot better, but I just, I don't know if it's scar tissue. I don't know. My PT and doctors think it's just, um, just the ligaments getting used to the different position of my foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't know what that weird pain on the outside of my foot is. It's very weird. Um, okay. So, so yeah. what, what do you think? So your doctor and your physical therapist have told you essentially that it's the ligaments and stuff kind of relaxing or getting used to this new positioning that your foot's in. Yeah. Just pulling on a different Right. So after, yeah. yeah, So when you have what we call a flat foot reconstruction, which is basically the Mm -hmm. combination procedure you have is one form of flat foot reconstruction. Um, we have reconstructed your foot. We've put it in a different position and put it in a completely different configuration specifically designed to, to change the stresses and strains on your foot. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the question then is like, um, you know, is that wrong or not? And, uh, I would say probably not. Um, uh, I think it's not really abnormal. It is normal. And you have to think about like, well, what really, um, what really is happening here? And so if you, you know, if you look at your foot, right, I don't know if you can see this, but, um, and are you on video? Can you see? We've got a foot model here. Jesse. Oh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I can't see it. I'm on the oh, phone. Oh, okay. Well, I'll yeah. see if I can send uh, you know some of this to you so you can see uh, later. Okay. Um, so basically, you know, if you have, when we have your foot and we and you have a flat foot and we try to do something to reposition it to to create more of an arch and tilt you over, mm-hmm. well, it obviously is going to tilt you over onto the outside of the foot, and so you can get pain either okay. at the base of your fifth metatarsal bone, you get pain in the cuboid, you can get pain on the outside of the heel, you can get pain in any mm-hmm. of those areas, but you know that's part of you know the goal actually is to actually put you in a corrected position where you mm-hmm. can um, alter the stresses and strains and uh, and actually uh, remove a lot of that force on the outside of the foot that's actually the goal and so uh, it can be that the you know that as you supinate your foot and you tilt it over that those structures on the outside of the foot are actually starting to relax and change and improve but that's not always the case sometimes what it is is you 
you start to develop this thing called cuboid syndrome where you know you're basically you supinate the foot so much that it's really and truly compressing this uh, little cuboid bone right here and uh, and that cuboid is getting sort of squeezed between the heel bone and the fourth and fifth metatarsal bones and causing discomfort so uh, you know the important thing is to make sure that you obviously follow your doctor's advice. I mean, you've had what, you know, most people would consider a pretty good outcome when you are only seven months out from a big procedure like that, where you've had a complete reconstruction of the shape and positioning of your foot and you're already back to running. Um, but then if you, you know, if you take four months off and you go out and run and you have discomfort immediately when you run, one thing that that kind of suggests is that, uh, is that you don't really have like a, um, a stress fracture in that bone, right? Because if you had a stress fracture and you took four weeks completely off and all of your pain was gone and then you just went out and ran a couple of miles, it would, it would be unlikely that you would have pain just from that. And so, you know, although we can guess, I mean, I can guess, your doctor can guess, your physical therapist can guess on what's really going on with you. Um, you know, it's up to, to you as the runner really to try to figure it out to make sure that you know exactly uh, what's going on. And unfortunately, and this is, this is one of the things I teach at medical conferences to doctors over and over and over is I just say, look, you know, you've got to do more frequent follow-up. And uh, uh, the people that I talk to that are in your situations, you know, where you have these questions that are not really answered and they say, okay, well, you know, how are you doing? Okay, you're doing great. So we'll see you in another three months, like it, that far out from surgery, a lot of times, truthfully, you know, with a flat foot reconstruction of a fairly common routine, like not every doctor does this, but a fairly common routine and reasonable routine to say, okay, we'll see you like two days after your um, surgery to remove a pain pump. If you have a pain pump, we'll see you like a week later to change the bandage. We'll see you at two weeks to take out your stitches. We'll see you at uh, three or four weeks to see, you know, how you're doing, take x-rays, check your healing. See you again at six weeks, do some more x-rays to see if the osteotomy's uh, healing appropriately. Um, you know, and then you have these intervals that are like kind of three months, four months, six months, uh, nine months, 12 months, 18 months. And those are all normal routines, but they're, they're not normal. I mean, they're not perfect for everybody because everybody has different timelines and different things going on. And so if you, you know, have the surgery and you feel like you're improving and everything's great, then that's awesome. I mean, there's, you know, it's good to go back and check in with the doctor, but when something goes sideways you know, these normal routines don't work. And you as a runner, frankly, you're not a normal patient. You're somebody who's trying to do a whole lot more than 90% of the people who's, who will ever have a flat foot reconstruction. Most of them just want to walk. In fact, one of the, I remember like, um, you know, my son was asking me one time about like, you know, patients and when that you can really tell that they're happy and that kind of stuff when he was really little. And I told him a story about this one woman who was in her seventies who uh, I did a flat foot reconstruction on and every time she came into the office, she would actually hug me and, you know, and just tell me she was elated that she could walk down the aisle at the grocery store. And that was really her goal was to be able to walk down the aisle at the grocery store without pain. Now she's never going to run a mile in the rest of her life. Um, but that's a huge difference in activity that you're talking about, you know? And so uh, you are not really normal and you're not like most people, most doctors see, because what you're doing is an extreme level of activity by most people's standards. It's probably not extreme for you. It's not extreme for me. Um, but you have to really kind of put that in the right perspective. And if you feel like, 
um, your concern that, you know, maybe something else is going on, that you're getting cuboid syndrome or you're getting a cuboid stress fracture or something like that, or a fifth metatarsal stress fracture, it's really important to figure that out. So a lot of times you can try to push on the bone and tell like, is that tenderness actually on the bone or is it on something else? Because, you know, the change in position of your foot can put a lot of stress and strain on other structures. So, you know, you even have uh, on your foot, you've got uh, on the outside of the foot where the cuboid is, you know, there's this little groove over here and the perineus longus tendon comes down behind the fibula and then it curves through this groove on the outside of the cuboid and goes across the bottom of your foot. And when you supinate the foot with a flat foot reconstruction and it's in a new position, even the perineus longus tendon that goes around the cuboid can actually get stretched, overstressed, and strained so that you get either true tendonitis or you get tenosynovitis where the sort of uh, tube that surrounds the tendon, the tendon sheath gets inflamed and, and it can cause that kind of discomfort. But if it, in my mind, if the discomfort you have is like a stress fracture, uh, then you know you get pain that sort of crops up very slowly. It goes from sort of just vaguely aching once in a while after you exercise or the day following exercise to aching more consistently and sometimes even while you're running. And at that point, generally, if you push on that specific bone, it's tender. And if you have a tendon issue or a ligament issue, it's more likely to kind of be aggravated while you're doing the activity almost immediately. It's a lot more responsive than the stress fractures. And at least that's the way I look at it. And so, you know, if you go take four weeks off and you go for a short run, I think it's more likely to be a soft tissue issue, but that doesn't mean you can't treat it. You know, and the important thing is that obviously you took a month off and it didn't fix your issue. Correct. Hello. Yeah. So sorry, I couldn't hear you there. So if you, so if you take a month, if you took a month off and it didn't resolve it, um, then, you know, you go back and you run again, it's important to treat it. Right. So, um, at this point, you know, you have to do something. So if you go back to the doctor and you say, look, I still have this weird pain. What can you do about it? There are actually lots of things they can do about it. So sometimes some stretching exercises and the physical therapist uh-huh. can, you know, help you stretch those things out. But also sometimes you might need not necessarily custom orthotics, but some kind of orthotic support or even, uh, modification like padding in the inserts in your shoes in different places to shift some of those stresses away from that area uh, or to support you better so your perineus longus tendon isn't working as hard if that's the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to do something to reduce those stresses and strains that are actually causing the irritation. Uh, mm-hmm. Because obviously you can't just, I mean, you can't go run two miles and take another month off, right? Like that's right. Not reasonable. Um, so at this point, like what do you actually think it is? Um, it just feels sort of like the cuboid is kind of getting squished. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it feels like. I mean, it's significantly better after taking the four weeks off. Mm-hmm. Um, like it feels a lot better, but I still feel a little lingering like pull sort of. Okay. It, it doesn't, it's not achy at all. It only hurts like when I'm basically running. Yeah. Um, so well, it is, you know, when you have a, a flat foot reconstruction and again, we take your foot, you know, that is, um, you know, really pronated and there's not a lot of stress on the cuboid. And then we supinate your foot and we twist it over into this other supinated position. It really does uh, compress the cuboid and um, can put lots of stresses on it. And your foot is also tilted over mm-hmm. to where you're actually standing more with more weight and pressure on the cuboid. And so mm-hmm. it could be that, you know, the cuboid is kind of getting squished, but you know, most of the time, what I have found is that most patients are right most of the time. And there was actually a, mm-hmm. a study. So like when I was the chief resident in my 
surgical uh, residency, um, students who are on the rotations, you know, uh, would have to present patients to us as, you know, senior residents or whatever, before we'd let them do anything to the patient. And so I would have people come in and like somebody like, okay, let's say, you know, you came in and the student would, you know, go talk to you. They would ask all these questions and try to figure out what's going on. Then they come up with a treatment plan and the student would come to me and say, okay, I just talked to Jesse. I think Jesse has cuboid syndrome. I want to give her a cuboid pad. And I would say, okay, uh, why do you think it's cuboid syndrome? And they would tell me why they think it's cuboid syndrome. I said, and then I would always say every time I would say, well, what do you, th- what does Jesse think is going on? And they would usually say something like, well, uh, Jesse's a plumber or, uh, you know, Jesse's like a, 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 a tech engineer. She's like a software engineer. She doesn't know anything about feet. I mean, you know, she's not a doctor. <laughs> and, and I would yeah. say, well, you know, man, no offense, but, um, you're not really a doctor yet either. Uh, you know, you're here on a rotation trying to learn how to be a doctor. And then I would give them a copy of this study that actually showed that, uh, 80 something percent of patients all across all specialties in this study, when they were asked, when they, the doctors literally at the end of their interview, just asked the patient, what do you think is wrong with you? Like almost all of the time, like 80 something percent of the time, the patients were actually right. Even though they yeah. didn't know the anatomy or the medical terms or whatever. And you know, most of the time you're right. So your intuition is actually pretty good. And so if you feel like the cuboid is going, getting squished and you go in and you describe that to them, then the doctor may try some simple things, something like a cuboid pad or uh, something, you know, just some simple pads to actually shift your positioning a little bit to try to redistribute some of those um, forces so that it's not actually squishing the cuboid so much and see if that makes a huge improvement. And a lot of times you can do that. I mean, I see patients all the time, either on webcam calls or house calls or whenever. And I will like, you know, a lot of time I'm going to do this with patients where I, you know, show them. I mean, I take some felt or something, take an insert out of one of my running shoes, put it on there, show them how to change the forces. And, uh, and then that can actually give you a way to try it. Because you okay. know, if you do some simple things and then it suddenly shifts just enough of that pressure away that it's not really squishing the cuboid so much and you start to improve, then you're out of the woods. And that's really what mm-hmm. you're after, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, all right, Jesse. So uh, well, I'm glad to hear that you're doing better after your surgery. Sorry you're having that issue yeah. now, but hopefully you'll start moving in the right direction. Listen, if you just got injured, you need to take action right now. And if you've been injured and you're not getting better and you need to figure out what to do to get back to running and keep training and not lose all your running fitness, you need to take action. But the thing that you really need to do more than anything else is probably not what you really think. Most of the runners who call me are looking for some magical solution or something that they can do to make them run even when they're injured that is going to be magical. And there is no such magic, but there is something you can do. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. Now, I made something for you that's a three-day training. It's free, and it's how to fast-track your running injury in record time. Now, during this free three-day training, what I'll show you is, number one, what I learned when I got injured in medical school and why it was wrong, what I learned when I got injured right before an Ironman race that was right, and the third thing I'm going to show you is the five-step process that worked for me that can work for you, too. So there are five things that you're going to learn. Number one, can you run right now and not lose your running fitness? Number two, how can you figure out how bad the injury is right now? How can you remove the confusion that's caused by inflammation right now? 
and how can you reduce the tissue stress so you can train now and then how to safely test retest and keep running now again this is a free training it's free you don't have to pay anything it's three days but you're going to get immediate access if you just go to docontherun.com fast track and i'm going to show you how to fast track your running injury so go to docontherun.com fast track and grab your seat now i'll see you in the training